Thanks for joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. This week's message explores how to connect to the source of God's blessings and favor by being thankful. NTW Ministries is committed to the mandate of strategic prayer and praying for you. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and know by faith that God has a divine word for your life today. Be encouraged as you listen. Be thankful. Be thankful. And the difference between thanksgiving and thankfulness. Thankfulness is different from thanksgiving. You cannot be thankful without giving thanks. But you can give thanks and not be thankful. Because giving thanks is an act that you perform every now and then. But thankfulness is an attitude of gratitude. Put your hands together. If you are clapping, do it well. Right, right on this new point. Thankfulness or being thankful is an attitude of gratitude. And gratitude is a state of being grateful. Gratitude is a state of being grateful. Wise giving thanks is an expression of gratitude. Giving thanks is an expression of gratitude. Gratitude is a lifestyle of being grateful. The opposite of being grateful or gratitude is complaint, memorying, and a sense of entitlement. And it's the reason why we struggle in life. Because when you are not grateful, when you don't have a, an attitude of gratitude and you are not thankful, you become critical of life, critical of everything, and even critical of yourself and critical of others. You never appreciate anything. And you know something? When you don't know where you come from, you never appreciate where you are. And if you don't appreciate where you are, Ladies and gentlemen, you will not know where you are going. You are a lost soul when you don't remember from whence you have come. One of the reasons why I always talk about my past and talk about the fact that I live in Wa in a place called Dondoli Wapane and Jejereiri, I do that to keep reminding myself that you, Nicholas, you are not self-made. You are not self-made. It's grace that has brought you that far. Don't forget from whence you have come. Yeah. At Bulga, when I live in Bulga, I used to push truck. They used to call me the Accra boy. Pastor Eastwood will tell you, that was, that was my name in those days, Accra boy. I used to push truck from Accra boy. Today, they call me your eminence. And sometimes I say, all this eminence, eminence, eminence of what? You know? And it doesn't really bother me. You can call me Archbishop Eminence. It really doesn't bother me. Because what I really care about is doing what God requires of me. And to be a father. I believe right now that one of the things God requires of me is to be a father to the next generation. To father the next generation. To raise sons and daughters for God and for the next generation. Not to be his Eminence or to be an Archbishop. All that really don't matter because you know what? I never bargained for his eminence. I didn't bargain to be an archbishop. So whether you call me archbishop, eminence, papa, or whatever, it really doesn't bother me at all. None of those things get to me. God, that is not my priority in life. My priority in life is to do the will of him that sent me. While it is day, for a night cometh when no man can wear. Put your hands together and give him praise. Write this down. If you don't remember where you have come from, you will not know where you are in life. And if you don't know where you are, you are a lost soul. You won't also know where you are going in this life. You are lost. Psalm, 100 and, Psalm 104. 
Psalm, Psalm 100 verse 4 Enter into his gates with thanksgiving Thanksgiving And into his courts with praise Be thankful You see there are two different things here Enter into his gates with thanksgiving And into his courts with praise But here he said be thankful unto him That is different from giving thanks Be thankful means have an attitude of gratitude yeah. Show gratitude. Appreciation. Remember where you have come. Listen, when you remember where you've come from, you become thankful. The reason why people are not thankful and they struggle with thankfulness and have a sense of entitlement, feel like I am self-made, I have achieved this, I am this, I'm a very disciplined person and very principled, went to this school. Listen, I have members in my church and in my churches who have been to Yale, Oxford, Harvard, Princeton, and you call it, Cambridge, all that. And I watch them. And they don't have anything to show for. And I've seen people who went to Legon and some who didn't go to Legon and yet they have so much to show for. It is God that makes you to differ from another. Don't take credit for what the mercies and the grace of God has done in your life. Don't think you are smart. There are people better and smarter than you. Who has nothing to show for? The other day Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. I am not who I am because I'm a lawyer, the best of my time. Or because I studied at the master's feet, chameleon. Or I was from the tribe of Benjamin. But I am what I am. Because I recognize the workings of the grace of God. Ladies and gentlemen, you are who you are, where you are in life. Only because of grace. Come on somebody, put your hands together. Thank God for grace. And open your mouth as you clap. Say thank you. Say thank you. Romans chapter 1 verse 21 and verse 24. Romans chapter 1 verse 21 to 22 and the verse 24. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. You see the word again? They did not glorify him, neither were they thankful. They were not thankful. They were not grateful. They knew him, would not glorify him, and they were not thankful. They didn't have an attitude of gratitude. They took credit of what God has done in their life. It was as if they were self-made. None of us came from our mother's room with diamonds and gold and anything. What have you that you did not receive? Why then do you act as if you did not receive it? For a man can receive nothing except what is given to him from above. It is not him that willeth nor him that runneth, but God that showeth mercy. Hear me, until you recognize that you are a product of mercy and of grace, you are a disappointment to God. For the Bible says that God shows us his goodness to lead to repentance. That the goodness of God leads men to repentance. So sometimes you can be wicked and you can be some way and yet God will show you mercy and his kindness and goodness as a way to get you to repent and to turn away from your wickedness. Go ahead. But they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Professing themselves to be smart, brilliant, intelligent, wise. The Bible said they became fools. That is what happened. When people think they are smart, brilliant, they have all the answers. I can read, I can do this, I can do that. God looks at you and says, fool. Fool. Go ahead. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. God gave them up. That means God forsook them. He rejected them. He said, because you have rejected knowledge, I have also rejected you. And that is what happened when we get to a place where we stop being grateful and thankful. When you become unthankful and ungrateful, 
you stand the chance of being rejected by God. Don't touch the glory of God. And if you are hurt and offended because someone reminded you of your past, something is wrong with you. If you don't want to remember your past, where you have come from, you don't want anyone to remind you and to let you know from whence you have come. You don't want it to be known. You want to look like self-made. Everything about you is correct. You have a big problem. You must never come to a place in life where you despise the days of small beginnings. Where you despise from whence you have come. Let's move on. Uh, come with me, please. To Luke 17. Luke 17, 11 to 19. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they, they stood afar off. Hear me. We used to stand afar off. You and I, we were not close to the kingdom at all. We are not citizens of the kingdom. We were afar off. We weren't close and near to honor and to dignity. No, at all. We were afar off. We were not counted in society. I'm telling you. We weren't. We were set aside. Rejected. We're not considered. We were irrelevant. Even in our families, we were not recognized as anybody in our own families. I'm telling you, if you be true to yourself, even in the family, David that became king, he wasn't acknowledged in his own family. His father didn't, the mother didn't, his siblings didn't. When the sons of His father, Jesse, stood before the prophet. David wasn't counted. He was not counted among his own brethren. That was how insignificant David was. And yet, there was a king in David. Yet, he was born to be a king. Designed to be a king. As we go along, you will see what God did. But the same person who had become king, and that's why God kept reminding David, that, hey, David, let me remind you. Today you are your excellency. Today you are king. Your majesty. But before you became your majesty, even in your own family, you were not recognized. Nobody recognized you. Your own father, your own brethren did not recognize you. You were insignificant. You were nobody. You used to sleep on Kayabale. And you used to, you used to walk on uh, Kayabale and sleep on Soriko Ejuma. You. Some of you used to sleep on the floor. When I live at Inwa, during those days with my mother, six of us, in one room with my mother. And when it rained, the, the ceiling was leaking and the whole room would be flooded and we'll be standing putting pots and things to hold the water. Go ahead. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There, see, are, not, go ahead. there are not found that return to give glory to God, save the stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Remember they asked for mercy and God showed them mercy. My friend, you are a product of mercy. God has shown you mercy. Don't despise the mercy of God. And don't be too familiar with God to think that you deserve mercy. 
you deserve what God has done. So thanking God or being thankful becomes an issue and a problem for you. When I got born again and I went to Church of Pentecost, that was when I met Bishop Nyaku. Bishop Nyaku then was a prophet at the Church of Pentecost. He used to prophesy Passover, this man. You see him like that. And when I got there, they used to call something into Tusududu 10%. And someday everybody came forward with their tithes. And they weren't teaching on tithing. And I, I didn't have any understanding or knowledge of tithing. So I asked him, Bishop, what is this that they are doing? He said, tithe. So me too, I started tithing. Without a teaching. I didn't argue about it. And I said, God, you are very, very kind to say that you will bless me. And when I'm blessed, I should bring you 10%. And with the 10, you sanctify the 90. And I should keep 90. Do whatever I want to do. And just bring 10 for you and your way. You are very kind. And for me, I was so grateful that I was saved, delivered from the hand of the enemy, that giving God either 10 or even all was not an issue at all. I did not argue. It wasn't a problem for me at all. Because of where I had come from, I was very grateful for salvation and for deliverance. Put your hands together and give God praise. The other day I was telling one of my sons, I said, you see this Bishop Nyaku guy? He hasn't built a church. He hasn't built churches. But he's, apart from God's grace and mercy, he's one of the reasons why I'm standing here preaching to the millions I preach to. Because if it hasn't been him, that God introduced me to when I got born again and went to the church of Pentecost. And if he hadn't had the temperament he had to help me, to work with me, I was wide like an untamed horse. I was somewhere, but he was very calm and very cool. Very, very calm. When others were criticizing me, he would just sit down with me and said, let's go to the Bible. Let's see what the Bible says. And he just kept, he kept taking me to the Bible, kept taking me to the Bible. He never criticized me. He never argued. He wasn't, he wasn't critical about anything. When others were saying, my head was too bushy, I should cut my hair. He never, he never made a comment about my hair. Then I used to wear these strange boots. He never made a comment of my boots. Then I used to wear these jeans. And you see, you see that the, the, the pants swallowed up the, 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 my shoes. He never made comment about all those things. To him, those things were unnecessary. Young man, serve God. Give God your life and your heart. And as time went on, me, myself, I started cutting my hair. And I started throwing away those boots and those jeans. And I just changed because the spirit convicted me about things. And he didn't need to say anything. So for me, in looking at Bishop Nyaku, I don't deal with him based on physical status. What he has and what he doesn't have. For Paul said, henceforth, know no man after the flesh. If you are going to treat anybody, deal with anybody, you better know them according to their standing and relationship with God. You must know them by revelation and not by the car they have, not by buildings, not by crowd, not by material goods. Somebody asked me the other day, how many churches do you have? What is the size of your church? And I say, I don't know how many people come to my church and I don't know the size of my church and I don't know how many churches I have. You know why? If you want to know what I have and possess. To define me based on what I have or what I don't have, you are not spiritual. For the Bible says, a man's life does not consist by the abundance of things that he possesses. So if you want to respect me because of my present status and where I am, I'm not saying we shouldn't honor people and we shouldn't respect them. That's not what I'm saying. But don't deal with people. Respect and honor people. Only because of what they possess or only because of what they have, you miss it. Learn to know people by revelation. Know people by revelation. When you deal with people by revelation, you never miss it. Henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Put your hands together. Give God praise. But realize that in Luke, the 17th chapter, Jesus took notice of the fact that he showed 10 people mercy and only one came back to say thank you. Today, you can be that one that came back to show gratitude and to give thanks. Or you can be among the nine who think that you are the seed of Abraham. 
and you have a sense of entitlement and you become familiar with God that you can't even clap your hands, open your mouth, say thank you, that even if you are in church, you are, you are bound, you can't, you can't move, you can't clap, you can't do anything, you don't even come to church and, and, and for whatever reason you backslided in your heart, your attitude towards God is wrong, you don't tithe, you don't give an offering, you don't give first, you don't do anything where God and the church is concerned, it's all about you. It's all about you and me and me and me and me. Hear me. Life is more than me. Life is bigger than you. True success in life has nothing to do with abundance or possessions that one has, but has everything to do with the difference you make in the life of others and how you end this race. I'm telling you. You know, one of the days, clap if you are clapping. Do At Christmas, Wise were having lunch with a few people who were tested negative and the many couldn't come. One of my bishops, Bishop Mike Jotain from Gabon, he shared something which was very powerful. He said that Wise was in Ura Robert University. President Ura Robert came to their faculty and they were talking and they were asking him questions. And one student asked him something and said, Mr. President, what is the one thing you want to be remembered of? And he said, he said this, and it touched me deeply. He said, I want to be remembered as one that lasted, that I lasted. And he lived 94 years before he died. One that lasted. I want to last. I don't know about you. I want to last. And I will last. I am not dying and checking out until I'm ready to face my God, my creator, my savior. Right now, I'm not ready because there are things I'm dealing with. There are things I must do that I haven't yet done and I will. I will perform every duty and counsel of the Lord concerning me, concerning to the letter, to the letter without fail. I am not checking out by any means, by land, by air, or by water, by food poisoning, by anything. I am not going anywhere until I have performed the duty for which he gave me life to the letter. I don't know about you. But if you want that same blessing, you can clap and say amen. Hallelujah. You know, there was a guy called Jaco in those days in the 40s. He was a great evangelist and he was doing great works and he built a tent bigger than that of Ura Roberts and the media was projecting him. Ura Roberts said nothing. Jaco died at the age of 38. Ura Roberts lived and died at the age of 94. You know, you have to be very careful in this life. Sometimes people say, Papa, Papa, you are trending. You are trending, Papa, you are trending. What is all this trending about? And it looks like if you don't trend, then you are not doing anything for God. Trending doesn't mean anything to God. It could mean a lot to man, but as long as God is concerned, God is not moved by who is trending and who is not trending. You know? Put your hands together. Thank God for trending. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus took notice. And said, were they not ten that were healed? Where are the others? How come I blessed so many? Showed so many messages? Done so much for so many? And it's only one that remembers. It's only one that is showing gratitude among the many I blessed and empowered in my house. Sometime last year, we had a great need of a standby generator. And a man who wasn't then a member, he just, he lived outside, he visited, he came to the service, he heard about the need of the generator, and he paid for it. Paid and bought us a brand new generator, standing here right now. Then when the generator came, we needed about 180,000 and more to fix it. Buy all these cables, run it all over the place. He called me one day, he said, Papa, what's going on with the generator? I said, oh, thank God for you. We have it, but uh, we, we are believing God for money to fix it. He said, how much? I told him. He said, no problem. He sent the money, we fixed it, and it was working. 
Nobody knows him. He hasn't complained. He hasn't asked for any recognition. Nothing. Why? He's grateful. It's an attitude of being grateful that I want to do something for the house of God. I want to do something for God. And I pray for you that you will not die until you've done something very significant for God and satisfied with life. And like Simeon said, Now, O Lord, thy servant have seen thy salvation and I've lived life to its fullness. Now let me depart in peace. Until then, you are not permitted and allowed to live here. You can't live till you do something significant for God. But it takes an attitude of gratitude to come to that place because God can even bless you and prosper you and still do nothing significant for God. And I'll show you people in the Bible who God did things for and they never did anything significant for God. And one of the reasons why God kept referring to David and loved David was because David was a man who always went out of his way to do things that were very significant to God. See, I hear you. Come with me to Isaiah 51 verse 1. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged. Hewn, cut out of. He said, don't forget the stone or the rock out of which you were cut out. And the pit out of which I rescued you. We forget that once upon a time we were in a pit. That once upon a time we were slaves. We were in bondage. We were prisoners to sin. And the enemy. That once upon a time we were unclean. We were leopards. And we were cleansed, healed. Today, you become somebody and you have forgotten from whence you've come from. Because when you forget what God has done for you and from whence you have come, you don't treat people well. You mistreat people, you mishandle people. Tom, Hebrews 6.10 For God, is, for not God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, mm -hmm. which you have showed toward his name. In that you have ministered to the saints and do ministry. So whenever you forget, you become unrighteous. Whenever you forget where you've come from, what God has done in your life, you become unrighteous. You lose your righteous standing with God. For God can't deal with arrogance and, and, and unthankful people and ungratefulness. He, he can't stand it. And that is what forgetting does to you. And the Bible said that God is not unrighteous to forget. God does not forget. And that is what makes him unrighteous. That is what makes him righteous. And to forget makes you unrighteous. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 8 from verse 10 to 14. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God. Yeah. He said when you have eaten and you are satisfied, don't forget to bless God. Don't forget to say thank you. Don't forget to say thank you even for their appetite to eat. Because there are people who can buy everything but they don't have the appetite to eat. Yeah. Go ahead. Thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he has given thee. Mm -hmm. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. Now this is God's speaking. He said beware. Because there is that mentality and possibility of are you a free forgetting that you forget that today you live in the best area in town yeah you live in the best areas in town i used to live in a place called sukula and old danso Miami. some of you don't know old danso Miami. It's, it's close to a place called chemwena chemwena i used to live there yeah. And then from there, I moved to airport residential area and to different places. Yeah. Sometime I want to drive my children to Sukula, to old Danso Mahami, and show them where I used to live. So they will see how far I have come. Yeah. That I'm not, I'm not self-made. 
I am a product of mercy, for it is not him that willeth, nor him that runneth, but God that showeth mercy. I will have mercy on whom I will, said the Lord. Paul said the other day, I am the least among them all. And he said, I labored abundantly than every one of them all. Not because I am a lawyer or I stood at the feet of Gamaliel. But he said, because, because of grace. Yeah. Because of grace. I labored abundantly more than them all. Yet not I but what? Give it to me. Yet not I but what? The grace of God. Somebody say the grace of God. Oh, come on. You can't even say the grace of God. That's what your problem is. Come on. Say the grace of God. Your merited favor. Listen, before you became His Excellency, Honorable, Your Highness, Royal Highness, remember, you were not Royal Highness before. You were a slave in Egypt. You were left out. You were unclean. You were ostracized. You were rejected. You were nobody. God showed you mercy, turned His light on you. Today you become somebody. You drive the best of a car. Your car shines on any other car at the car park. You have the latest car, the latest jazz, music, everything. You don't even give anybody a ride because they stink. You don't want anybody to sit in your car. They will spoil your car. So you see people standing by the street from church. And you drive by them. Ping, ping, ping. His goodness is running after, running after me. And somebody is standing by the road and you are driving. His goodness, what kind of goodness is running after you? Wickedness is running after you. If somebody stinks, when you give them a lead, turn off the air condition, open the windows. And thank God for fresh air, God's air. Yeah, let fresh air flow. And you too, when you go and sit in somebody's car and give you a lift, don't say turn on the air condition, put on music. You, you don't have even bicycle. Then you go and sit in somebody's car. You are asking for air condition and music. What is your problem? Another problem. Shagara. Hallelujah. Let's be thankful. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments. He said, Beware. Beware. Now you start arguing with every commandment. You argue with scripture. You argue with giving. You argue with first food. You argue with time. You argue with everything in the Bible. Commitment, prayer, fasting. You argue. Now you have arrived. You become a champion. You. You argue every scripture in the Bible. Anything that you disagree with, anything you don't like, you argue it. Keep arguing. Right. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full mm -hmm. and hast built goodly houses. Goodly houses. And now you are living in a marble house. Granite houses. You used to use the bush. If you see bush, bush. That's why you used to go to do number one and number two. With the snakes and the reptiles in the bush. Today you are using a special something. When you finish, you do this now, then it flows. You have forgotten. That you didn't even know how to use the fork and the knife, table ethics or etiquette. You didn't even know it. Today you have arrived. You are somebody and you can't even open your mouth and say, thank you. You can't even say, Lord God Almighty, look at me. And look at you, God, what you've made out of a nobody and out of somebody. Out of a nothing, you've made a somebody. You are ashamed to talk about where you've come from. You don't want anybody to know where you used to be. Look at what, when you were going to school. What did you used to wear? Other children's parents were buying them shoes from Europe and America and Canada and Asia. You, you used to wear chale wate. Chale wate. Ayalolo. Today you have shoes you can't even count and name them. And you are forgotten. And when thy heads and thy flocks multiply, and your thy head, silver your, and thy gold is multiplied. Your silver, your gold, money, everything you have. And all that thou hast has multiplied, mm -hmm. then thou, then thine heart be lifted up. He said, that is where arrogance and pride comes in. 
and you become ungrateful and unthankful. You start taking credit for everything. And you think you have arrived. You know it all. Everything of yours is multiplying. You are blessed. You have forgotten that God spared your life and showed you mercy. Lift up your hand. Pray in the spirit for a minute. Then thou forget the, then thy heart be lifted up and thou forget the Lord thy God. Your heart, because that is what happened. When you forget, you become arrogant. When you forget, you become desensitized, insensitive to God and the things of God, the work, the house of God, everything. Yeah. You start dodging everything to do with God. You give excuses why you shouldn't be in the house of God. Why you shouldn't pray. Why you shouldn't fast. Why you shouldn't study your Bible. You stop doing things even with your family. You don't pray with them anymore. You are very busy. You become very important. That your children are even afraid of you. Your husband is afraid of you. Your wife is afraid of you. Everybody is scared of you. To even remind you of the things of God and the things you used to do before. Because you become very haughty. Any small thing you get angry. Any small thing you are, you are irritated. How, how dare you talk to me that way? Don't you know who I am? Who are you? You, you, you. Who are you? Please. Turn to somebody and say, you know something? Give me a break. Give me a break. You. Who are you? When a little mosquito bites. A little mosquito bites. And coronavirus can incapacitate you. And made nothing out of you. Today, you are breathing. You are standing. And you become so pompous. Disrespectful to the things of God. Have no value and regard for God. And the children of God, his church, and the things of God. Because you are blessed. You have power. You have influence. You have resources. And instead of you to use it for good, you are even using it to fight God. And the work of God. And the people of God. I've seen people in church. When they are blessed, instead of them using their blessing to help and advance the ministry, they rather use it to fight God's work. I've seen things. I've seen so many things. And I just watch. I just watch. And I've seen people rise. And I've seen them fall. Come with me, quickly. Chapter 8, verse 17 and 18. And thou say in thine heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You see, you say in your heart. That is a problem we all have. We get to a place where we become self-made. Made myself. And you have the audacity to think. To think, not even to say, but to think. And to act in a way. As if, yeah, this is my own doing and making i invested wisely yeah i turned the money around yeah you know you become so smart and you take credit right but thou shalt remember the lord thy god he said remember god remember god in those days when you have arrived and you are the latest thing in town and everybody is calling your number blowing your phone yeah Everybody important is calling you. Yeah. And you have so much insight and wisdom advising people. Be careful. You know, when President Trump was in office, after doing the prayer at the inauguration, I was invited for a prayer breakfast at the White House. And I was so excited. I sent it to everybody, the invitations. And people were congratulating me and all that. Then, then the Lord said to me, examine your motives. Why do you want to go? This was the first one. Vice President Trump and Vice President Pence and all the cabinet there. So the Lord said to me this time, why do you want to go? What is your reason? And seriously, when I examined myself, it was like, oh, Charlie, it will give me more you know, mileage, you know. It makes me more very important. And God said, look at you. Immediately I declined. 
because I checked my motive and I realized that my reason for wanting to go is not good. Recently, I had another invitation to a very important place. I didn't go. I said, Rosa, you go. I'll be here. I'll be here with the church. You go. A good friend of mine was being honored by the queen and an invitation was sent to me to attend. I didn't go. Because I'm beginning to examine myself. After 60, you have to start checking things on. You have to check things and ask yourself, why are you here? What really matters? What is priority? And you realize that so many things we place importance and we give attention to really doesn't matter as long as God is concerned. Because what God calls success, heaven's definition of success is different from man's definition of success. So we have to be very careful. We have to examine our motives. Why do you want to be blessed? Why do you want to be great? Why do you want to be popular? We got to check all these things. Yeah, they matter. Come with me. Remember the Lord thy God, for it is he who gives thee the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. Listen, God doesn't do anything for nothing. God blesses us for a reason. You are blessed for a reason. You are where you are for a reason. You are favored for a reason. He showed you mercies for a reason. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. You are blessed to be a blessing. You are saved to save others. Healed to heal others. Set free to set others free. There is nothing God does for nothing. So you are blessed for a reason. Don't think that you are so blessed and you are so free. So it's all about you and it doesn't touch anybody. If your blessing does not reflect in the life of others, you are not blessed. I will bless you so you can be a blessing. That is what true blessing is all about. Yeah. Daniel chapter 4, verse 30 and 31. Why are you so quiet today? You are not clapping for me at all. What have I done? Eh? What have I done wrong? I'm not hearing your clapping. You are not saying amen. You are not saying hallelujah. All right, go ahead. Daniel 4. The, the king spoke and said, uh -huh. It's not this great Babylon uh -huh. that I have built for the house of the kingdom. You see, this is a king. The book of Nazar. He said, look at what I have done. Look at my achievement. Look at my export. Look at me. Check me out. Eh? Why? Look at it. That I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power. That's it. And That's the same thing in Deuteronomy 8.17. By the might of my power. I have done all of this. I have accomplished. Look at me. Check me out. I have arrived. I'm the man. I'm the woman. I'm the lady. Eh? Turn to somebody and say, eh. Go ahead. And for the honor of my majesty. For the honor of my majesty. This is all about me, me, me. I pray that God will deliver you from self. My majesty. Go ahead. While the word was in the king's mouth, uh -huh. there fell a voice from heaven saying, uh -huh. O King Nebuchadnezzar, uh -huh. to thee is, it is spoken, uh -huh. the kingdom is departed from thee. Hey! Somebody say, hey! Uh -huh. Why is the words were in his mouth? talking about his majesty how important he is the school he attended how many years he was in school his masters his this his doctrine and all that god said you i will deal with you like the nigerians say well well you go to the forest and you stay there like a beast for seven years you lose your reasoning as a man until the day you acknowledge that the heavens rule in the affairs of men. <clears throat> Tell somebody, you, don't let God deal with you. Tell somebody, don't let God deal with you. Because he will deal with you where well. Tell them, he will deal with you where well. Come with me to Acts chapter 12, verse 21 to 23. And upon a set day, Herod, mm -hmm. Arrayed in royal apparel, mm -hmm. sat upon his throne, yes, and made an oration unto them. Mm -hmm. And the people gave a shout, saying, 
It is the voice of a God. And it's a voice a of God. A God. Uh -huh. And not of a man. Uh -huh. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him. Because he gave not God the glory. He gave not God the glory. He gave not God the glory. I turn to someone and say, Are you holding back God's glory? You tell someone, are you holding back God's glory? Are you? Don't hold it back. Home. <laughs> and he was eaten of worms mm -hmm. and gave up the ghost. An angel smote him. Because the guy became so powerful, he did not give God glory. He took credit. Yeah. Second Samuel chapter 7 verse 8 to 9. Now therefore thus shall you say to my servant David. He said, he said to the prophet, go tell David. This king, this David guy who thinks he's now somebody and he's a king, go tell him. I want you to remind him of something. Go tell him that I, the Lord, this is my word for him. Listen. Thus says the Lord of hosts. Uh -huh. I took you from the sheepfold. God said, David, if you have forgotten from whence you have come, let me remind you. And I have your authority to remind you that you, I took you from the sheepfold, from the backside of the desert. Go ahead. From following the sheep. From following the what? The sheep. From following the what? The sheep. From following the sheep. You used to be a follower of man. Somebody say man. Oh, I can't hear you say man. God said you were led by man. You. Today I've made you king. Royalty. Majesty. Excellency. Honorable. Mogul. Magnate. God said you. You weren't led by a horse or a cow. You were led by man. You were following man. You. Right. I took you from the sheepfold, from following the sheep, mm -hmm. to be ruler over my people, over Israel. I made you ruler of my people. Go ahead. And I have, and have been with you wherever you have gone. Yes. And I've cut off all your enemies from before you. Uh -huh. And I've made you a great name, like mm -hmm. the name of the great men who are on the earth. Mm -hmm. God says, I cut off all your enemies. I've been with you in beyond land or water, everywhere you've been. Giving you a great name. He said, I want to remind you. I want you to remember that you used to follow man. Everybody say man, man. <laughs> Today, they call you your majesty. Don't forget. Second Chronicles 32, 24 to 25. In those days, Hezekiah was sick to the death mm -hmm. and prayed unto the Lord. And he spoke unto him and he gave him a sign. But Hezekiah rendered not again according to the benefit done unto him. For his heart was lifted up. Therefore, there was wrath upon him and upon Judah and Jerusalem. You see, that is what happened when you forget. That is what happened when you don't remember where you've come from. That's what happened. Hezekiah was sick to death. And when the word of the Lord came to him, he didn't say, prophet, this is part of my tithe offering. First food, go and fast and pray. No. He went to God himself because he had a relationship with God. Learn to build a personal relationship with God. Don't let your faith stand in gifts of men or in personality. Let your faith stand in the word. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, not by the gift and not by prophets and not by personality, but by the word of God. Let your faith stand in the word. For the grass withereth, the flower faded, but the word of our God shall stand forever. King Elkar didn't say prophet, pray for me. He went to God himself because he had a personal relationship with God. Learn to have a personal relationship with God. And remember also that every prophecy is conditional and prophecies can be judged we have the right to judge prophecy so no prophecy is final no every prophecy that come 
is conditional and we have the right to judge every prophecy in the light of the word of God and to also judge prophets in the light of the word. For Jesus said you shall know them not by their prophecies and not by their gifts or but by their fruits. We have the right to examine. Have the right to know. So let's break this whole thing that we've made of prophets and prophecies and gifts and personalities and let our faith stand in the word of God. Oh, it's a good place to clap your hands. So God had a problem with Ezekiah because Ezekiah's life was spared. He was so blessed that when God looked at what he had done for Ezekiah, and Hezekiah's response to God and the house of God and the things of God, he was holding back too much. And God said, no, 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 this is not right. For what I've done for you, for where I've brought you from, the exposure I've given you, you can do better than this. You're better than this, Hezekiah. And he provoked God's anger on him, Judah and Jerusalem. Because God said, you have been ungrateful. You have been unthankful for what I've done for you. You ought to do better than this. And there are so many people I haven't done that much for them like I bless you. And yet, they are done things so significant for my house and my name. And you, Hezekiah, you're better than this. I pray that God is not angry with anyone here. I pray that God will not be angry with any one of us like he was with the King Ezekiah because he said he did not render gratitude to God according to all that God has done for him. What God had done for him did not match what he did for God. We are so blessed to have you listening with us on the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams podcast today. Our ministry exists to equip and empower God's people with the transformational power of apostolic prayer and deliverance. You can partner with us by bringing the revival of prayer to our global community and sowing a seed, renewing your mind through our books, or increasing your knowledge through our online school of ministries. Access all our resources at www ndwministries.org Know today that we are partnering with you in daily prayer for daily triumph. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to you joining next week. Give him your love He's in love with us